people don't understand that brother i know my man do you get what i'm saying i know what happened to him like, he, like that could happen to you bro you could have you don't know how many situations you are from losing your flipping mind grownish smartish british we are british apparently well i mean I, my name's hevo everyone calls me hevo and i'm like mm, no all the time i'm like hotel echo bravo alpha they're like heather my mum's name's heather really yeah but to piss off i'll say heather because that's how they say it in caribbean you're like heather with a d yeah i get that and i get eba oh yeah it's cool i'm used to it what do you prefer heba hebs queen Anything that runs naturally from you, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> whatever works, <laughs> whatever we'll runs, it. whatever your natural flow is, you know. But you know what it is? Because I've been called Heather so many times, mm. I feel some kind of way about it. Heather. So no disrespect to your mum. No, no, obviously, but like obviously, obviously <laughs> I'm like, just, I don't think I look like a Heather. No, I don't know. Like, obviously, it's cool. Obviously, just there slewing my mum and that, but it's fine. No, no, ne- <laughs> never, ne- never dare, no, please. <laughs> I won't show Mumsy this part of the podcast, you get me? No. <laughs> we give shout out to Mumsy all yeah, day. Yeah, shout out Mumsy. Is this one running? Oh my guys! How's your boy? How's your son? He's good. Is it? Do you have one? I have one daughter. Do you have one? I have one. How's your son? He's eight. Oh, I got big boy, big bumba club. Literally, yeah. we're negotiating, we're having conversations. It's like that, isn't it? He's like, Mummy, so I was thinking, and I'm like, oh. Then he's got plan A, plan B, and he use the word and that's go. But then he'll say, "I don't really know what that word means, but I'm still using it." That's I'm good like, though. Cool. That's big energy. How old's your young queen? She's five. She's oh, gonna be six in March. The transition is gonna five be real. Five going on twenty-five. Man, I like it. But do you? Is she okay? Has she made you soft? You know what? So we'll talk about this in the podcast as well because this is something that I, I I say to people a lot. It's actually a shame for me personally. It's it's quite a shame that. It takes having a daughter for you to realize how, like, crazy this world is. Like, everything's a threat. Everybody's an op in it. Like, and I didn't really understand certain things that women are speaking about until I had a daughter, and I was like, "No, that's yeah. my child." Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so no, yeah, like, it, it suffers it me. It's different. Yeah, it, it, does. it does. Like yesterday, like she. I mean, she's a good girl. She's so goosey. I don't. I don't really tell her off, but I just tell her off yesterday. Mm. And like, obviously, like, tell her off. She's there crying, and I'm like, "Yeah, go and cry in the corner. Do your thing. I don't give a fuck." And then obviously she comes and like, does a daddy's girl thing, and it's like, oh. and you get weak. That's it. I'm done. I'm do done. You know what she's doing? She's playing you. She, and you know what? I get played. That's cool. I get played. I think it's like a default starter package of a dad. Mm. Like so, yeah. to to your boys, you're, you're, you kind of like rough them up, very mm. boisterous with mm. the girls. You're like, how would you want? Mm. Be spoiled. I said this to my cousin as well. I said to him because he's he's got a boy, and I was like, and he's like kind of like a new dad ish. It's a controversial story, but we'll get into that. Um, and I was like, bro, if you had a daughter, the way you see parenting and everything would be Changes. completely different, bro. Like it would. You just it's interesting because when I got pregnant with my son, I mm. started freaking out about the realities of raising a boy, like a mm. young boy, ethnic boy in the UK, mm. and I started panicking. Mm. Like the risk assessments you do, mm. thinking about a boy in this world, this day and age, it's mm. mad as hell. But what, what are you more scared of having a boy? His environment. Like I can't. Like I can raise him beautifully, mm. but he's still surrounded by like 80% of the time eventually he'll be with other people, other influences that mm. I can't control. Mm. So no matter how much I lay down these foundations and build this incredible human being who loves himself, respects himself, values himself, mm. um, fears God, he might still get caught up in a situation. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that's it, life's changed. Mm-hmm. So I constantly think about these things. And you know, it's mad because people don't like saying this, but when it comes to children, it's often the pairs that have more 
effect on him than the parents and influence 100%. on the parents do. Like, and if you think about your friend, like when you was growing up on your friends, you think like, wow, you wanted to be more like people that you were around as opposed to like your parents. Like, you I never look at like your mom. parents and be like, mother, I want to be like you. You know, I don't want to be like my mum. No. <laughs> you wanted to look cool like other people. Yeah, yeah, like my mum was swaggy and drippy. <laughs> like she, I mean, she was in her own way. Like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But as far as like what you actually, not idolise, what you aspire to be yeah. wasn't by default your parents. It's only mm. as you evolve into an adult, that's when you're like, mum was right, you know. I can, yeah, I can take this on board and bring it down to the kids. Yeah. But, we're in now, innit? So this conversation started. Lovely. I, <laughs> I kind of gathered that as well. I think I see I love stuff and it just starts like, oh hi. Right, yeah, so. yeah, no, I appreciate you being here. Thank being you on for inviting me. It's been a minute. Am I is it all good? Is the audio cool? Are we are you cool? Can I hit it? Like, like, I don't know, we're gonna Because sometimes I'm no, sometimes I mumble and sometimes I just talk low, like my tonality changes, so I don't wanna like you're cool. So I have to compress that and all them things there, me. So some people might know, or well most people might know who you are. But um, I feel very I think excited to have you here. You don't Dude. understand. Gassed. Oh, that's oh, thank you. Yes, that means like, a lot, the so. reason why is because firstly, I've stumbled across you. Don't know how I stumbled across you, but sorry. Intro. intro sorry, would you like yeah. to introduce yourself, sir? I am Louis the Hippie. Um, I am a. I don't know what I am. I'm a creative. I said a father in my head when I was thinking about you. I was like a father, yeah. a creative, a yeah. poet. Yeah. What else? I don't know. I'm a creative poet. I do a couple of things on the side. I don't know. I'm just I'm just a guy trying to live in this world, trying to navigate through life, and trying to you know be in my spiritual being and my divine masculine. That's it. I don't know. And I've enjoyed watching you, um, you. and that's why I'm excited because I've watched stuff about that you've done, and it's resonated with me. And there's mm. certain things that you've said, and I'm like, we share very similar energy. I could be begging it. I no, know. no, I feel that though. Like <laughs> I've definitely felt that even in the conversations that we've had, it's like yeah, been yeah, on a certain yeah. level. Do you get what I'm saying? So I really felt like oh, I can really rap with you for a minute. Yeah, but I we'll see how it goes. I was like, he might be an introvert and be really. I quiet. am an introvert though. People know what it is. People don't realize that. So people like I said, people, oh yeah, I'm naturally introverted. They're like, oh no, you're not. So like, and they'll see me on shows and shit like that and think, oh it's no, different. you're not. And it's like, brother, it's different. Like when. Mm. When I have to do it, I could do it and stuff like that. But then when I get back in my car, it's like, oh my God, like, just leave me alone. Do you know what I'm saying? So are you the introvert that bounces off energy, but then also it, when you're around people, it consumes you or drains you a bit? I don't bounce off. I, I, don't, I don't want to come across any type of way. I don't bounce off energy. I, br I bring my own energy. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. And sometimes, I mean, I, of course, everyone bounces off energy to an extent, but I have, I, I suppose the best way to put it is I have a, like a social battery and if I'm going into a situation, I'm on charge and cool, I'm here, mm. can do it. But when I get depleted, I'm just like, I need a day or two to you just- sound, You sound like a couple of my friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Um, so I'm, I'm the type of person where I bounce off energy. So in a sense that I'm not an introvert or an extrovert. People mm. say you're extroverted and I'm like, not really, because I can walk into a room mm. and become so silent mm. because the energy doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. And just because of that, I just fall back. Mm. And I'm just like, I really don't want to be here, but for certain reasons, I just got to stay here, innit? Mm. Whether it's because I'm committed to um, an event or whatever it is, and I just sit there and observe people, and I'm just like, this isn't yeah. really where I need to be. That, 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 that's all similar to me. And I've, I've kind of got this, I have this fuck it switch in my head sometimes. Not even a fuck it switch, but like, if I don't want to be somewhere, I need to leave now. Yeah. Like, And I'm like, I will leave abruptly from places. People are like, wow, you're going now? And I'm like, yeah, like, oh, let's say I've got a, go somewhere to film and it's like an event as soon as i'm done and wow. i know i'm done i'm gone like I, I don't hang around a lot and sometimes it's not a good thing like after shows sometimes you've got to mingle yeah like after like after shows after i perform sometimes mm. it comes across as rude and i'm not rude it's just i've come i've performed i've given so much mm. now i need to kind of get something back for me and i'm just yeah and your performances are pretty powerful so it's not as oh, if you're sitting you. here going 
so guys i'm gonna read you a poem like you give it your everything and you know like people get really engrossed and it's almost like you'll bring your you're bringing out emotions of people as they're watching it and you can see it in your comments so i, I don't need to tell you this. no but, but thank you though because it um i'm always interested in how people receive me as much as you may think you are how you i'll say to people as much as you may think you are how you are and like oh i know who i am and you have this solid idea of yourself there's still a version of how people perceive you and sometimes those things are completely different there's disparities in that time and and it's like it's a case of am i connecting the way i want to connect am i yeah, is it because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day we're living this life and we're sharing this life with people so it's it's no good me just say this is how i am and fuck it flagging flagging the ground and people are like no actually you're an, you're an asshole like, so but then you've got to find a balance because there is an element of this is who i am unapologetically mm. and i'm a do me and then there's it's not seeking validation, but you kind of just, you just want, like you said, you want to like test all, like, and really get an idea. Like, you'd like to hope people receive you. And when I say, when I tell people, if people don't like me, I don't understand why they don't like me. They're like, why are you trying to seek validation from someone? I'm like, I'm not really, but there's, I kind of know what energy I'm, what energy I'm putting yeah. out. So I'd like to hope that yeah. they're receiving it in that manner, but yeah. I can't force someone to yeah. receive me the way I, I anticipate to do so. So I just got to learn to be, Thickle, like thick skin about it and just be like well if you don't like me you don't like me but deep down inside I'm like please be my friend I think we all have that please <laughs> be my friend thing but I'm not gonna lie I think when people don't like me I think I know why they don't like me I think I've got there's definitely traits about me that will not chime with certain people I think it's what are those traits um sometimes at times in certain situations I could probably I think sometimes when you're so sure of your position and who you are it's threatening to people yeah and Sometimes it's a case of taming that around people that aren't necessarily secure with themselves. And even that saying that, even saying that sounds slightly arrogant, but again, it, it comes from a place of being sure of who you are. And when you step into a situation, like what you were saying, you step into a place and sometimes you just go quiet. Mm. I think that is probably a case of you knowing who you are and saying, this isn't for me. 100%. And I'm not even going to try mingle as though it is. And I'm like that as well. Like, I could come I across that. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, cool. I, I can't <laughs> do small talk, but sometimes small talk leads into bigger conversations. Word. Like, for example, like, how's your day, small talk? And mm. then you say something, and it's like, oh, is that it? And all of a sudden, we're talking about something crazy. So, I, but I hate small talk mm -mm. as well. But, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Like, But I think I think small talk um, can be draining if you know it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, Like, do you 100%. know when you've got to do the after events mingling or, like, oh, I have to go to after work drinks, and mm. it's just like, I have to be here. Do mm. I really want to be here? Mm. No, but I kind of have to show face. And it's like... That's the worst one. Because then you've like got to really just soldier through and yeah. just woosah and be like cool safe yeah. and be like yeah yeah everything's great after a couple of drinks I don't drink so I know my cue to go when everyone starts getting a bit familiar I'm just like <laughs> that's good though that's dope parenthood is real guys <laughs> <Let it> go. <laughs> but more times I wanted to leave from ages um, so I always start the segment with um, tell me your favourite quote it could be of all times or it could be currently oh what was it I, think I have it here oh go on yeah cool 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 and is very powerful and so far okay this, you're my fifth guest of this season it's my third season six, six, six. and every single person's come with a solid one six. and i think you're on solid and it's even more powerful because it's your work yeah you know i didn't know whether that would come across that way because i was like oh I was, there's so many quotes i like but then i just thought you know what let me just think pick something that kind of came from me yeah and no, i respect yeah. it so your quote is the only person who can destroy me is me yes the only person who could destroy me is me and my one is today's one is we are in control of our own happiness Ooh, I like and that. i feel like it's similar but different yeah. same same but different because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're kind of talking about destroying and i'm 
talking about like how we can control our happiness. So you're far more optimistic about life than I am. I mean, <laughs> other people would say, "Oh, well, like, hey, but why are you always trying to think negative?" And I'm just like, I'm a realist. Yeah, my lens is raw. Yeah, <laughs> the world is <laughs> up, man. Literally, that's literally. <laughs> and I'm just like, people have ruined this life. Anyway, digressing. So, why is this quote your favorite quote? The only person who could destroy me is me. I think is a real quote. Um, just because on two angles when it comes to how you feel about yourself or how I feel about myself as well to personalize it um when it when it comes to that self-belief I often find that other people believe in me more than I do and that really annoys me and it hinders me to an extent of there's there may have been certain things in certain situations that I've been through that sort of made me doubt myself mm. and I think when you, once you start doubting yourself you start continuing to dig this hole for yourself and that, in a way, is so destructive. And I've realized that no one has power to to destroy me that like that. Because someone could, let's, let's say, for example, someone could, you know, listen to a piece of music or listen mm. to a piece of poetry and be like, oh, I didn't really feel that. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I don't care. That that doesn't bother me. But then I will be so crit- critical of myself. Um, and I think sometimes that's what holds me back a lot of the time. So that's why I say the only thing that could destroy me is me. But similar to you, the only... Well, I want to say the thing that can make me happy is me because that's not true. But but you can I, control. I can. I, to, I how can't control. You react and feel. I can. To I mean, to a degree, I'm an emotional, but I'm a little bit sensitive. So yeah. I, I'm. I could control how I feel, but then it's, there's a lot of brain power in me controlling how I feel because I react to my circumstances a lot of the times, which I'm working hard not to do that. Mm. I think that's why sometimes I'm I'm in my own head a little bit because yeah. it's like don't react to the circumstance, you know, just think it out. Um, and sometimes the overthinking is what also destroys us. But it's about changing. It's about understanding our perspectives and, and addressing it that way and saying, okay, cool. Um, these are negative thoughts. These are things that, these are thoughts that I'm thinking that are probably not serving me well. How do I flip that and turn it into thoughts that are serving me well? Yeah. And then how do I then look at actual tangible things, actual reality and base my opinion of me on the things that I can see as opposed to the things that I believe in myself so the only thing that could destroy me is me, but then the only thing that can build me is me. That's true. And it's hard because you're constantly coaching yourself out yeah. different modes. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you kind of dive into the self-destructiveness. I actually wrote, when I was thinking about what you wrote, I felt self-destruction, self-doubt and unhealthy comparisons mm. because I feel like that's what I'm guilty of. Mm. So I have people, for example, I've been podding since 2018 and I've done it with other people and everyone's like, hey, but you know you should be doing this by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 that's cool. You're like, do you realize I did it? And I'm just like, me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's this thing of self-doubt and you start, like, I'm my biggest critique, like mm-hmm. similar to you. So I, I can talk myself into something, hyped about it. I'm like, yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. And then literally flip of a button, like, yeah. like not even like a second, a split second, I've talked myself out of it. And it's done. What's the point? I'm just another person. Why me? And it's just like, this is not healthy. So you Mm. have to change it. But it's also very exhausting to constantly trying to coach yourself into a better mindset sometimes. It it is, but then we've got to understand the climate that we're in is really competitive. And it's so self-validated. Like, it's so... We feed off validation so much because of the climate that we're in. You put something out, put it out to be judged by everybody if it doesn't get the reaction you want all of a sudden you start questioning is this is this good is this da, da, da? but yeah. then one thing i always sort of try to revert back to and, and i'm fortunate about the, for this um it's difficult for i suppose other people in this circumstance but for me i'm i try to my feedback my biggest feedback is when i'm on stage and i'm performing 
that's my validation. That's the real Do you know what I'm saying? That's the real energy because people in the room, if I could connect to people in the room, I know that I'm doing something right. Forget an algorithm. Forget yeah. an algorithm that has no soul that doesn't understand mm. humans like that, that mm. is just programmed to do certain things and to da-da-da. Let me actually go out there to real people. And I think that's something I need to like, become more accustomed to. I think the way you can look at it, which is what, firstly, like you're right, the real energy translates when you're performing live because mm. you can't deny what you're seeing and mm-hmm. what you're receiving and what you're feeling in the room. But on the flip side, I mean, you can just see it as social media is a good way to just promote myself. And do I really care? You kind of do, but do you really yeah. care how many numbers you make? Because, like I said, it's algorithms. Mm. So sometimes it's a quality of gain as opposed to the numbers. And mm. But everyone nowadays is unfortunately, it's just like because social media has evolved so much, we depend on it heavy for everything of for course. marketing, for monetizing. People earn full time incomes just on Instagram. So you can't yeah. help but fall into the trap of like, you know, I kind of need people to like me to then help me grow because effectively it's marketing within itself exactly you know i mean aside from what i do a lot of like my job my day-to-day job is based on social media like mm. I, I work in content i produce content for like brands and companies and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. right so it the unfortunate thing is it's changed the way i produce content i don't produce content in a way where oh yeah i personally think this is dope so i'm going to put it out i produce it like what's going to engage the people and the algorithm. And that's, in some way, you have to do that. I, I think if you're putting yourself in a position where you're creating for other people, you have to consider how other people are going to receive it. But again, there is that disconnect from the human being feeling it and you putting it to them. It's almost like the algorithm's the middleman. Yeah, you get, it, you it get is, what I'm saying? Is. And it's like, why am I dealing with this middleman? Like, let me just chat to you directly. But when it serves you and it works well, it's validating. You feel on top of the world. Yeah, oh, I just yeah, done this yeah. and it blew up. Da, 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 da. That should only last for, for for however long until the next one. Literally, last time I was filming, um, I uploaded something and um, on my Instagram and I left it for two hours to film and I looked back at my phone and it had like 20k views and I'm like, ah. Swear down. I'm like, but then I was like, Heba, here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Don't get gas. But I still enjoy it though. But then you know, I embraced it. I was like, this is sick. Like I was proud of it. It was like one of the quotes that one of, one of my, my um, guests no, so, so it's like don't repeat the same mistake that don't keep repeating the same mistake because you spent a long time doing it mm. and then it we just kind of spoke about it a little bit and mm. it resonated with a lot of people but mm. the way it just the algorithm went crazy i'm just like humble yourself child you're not gonna quit your job tomorrow because this ain't it but it's weird though isn't it even when you think about it, it's almost like we obey this algorithm now it's almost like okay so what do what do i do to make you love me algorithm it's yeah, like but it's true but the, i i've do i care enough to try and to try and figure it out not yet like I'm just doing mm. me, and I, like the one thing I'll do is be authentically myself, unapologetically, and mm. be consistent as opposed to trying to clout chase or just trying to get like any bait clicks. I don't really care for that mm. too tough. Um, I wanted to talk also, so we spoke about happiness, and I just wanted to know what does happiness look like to you? Oh, I know you're a deep thinker. Oh, can we refine that question a little bit? Like as in, because that's that's such a broad thing. Like. Hap- Happiness to me could mean many things. Happiness to me, like for example, t- um, yesterday I took my daughter out. Yeah. yeah, we had like a daddy daughter day. It was amazing. I love Um And she was just like I could see in her. It was she was doing this. I don't know this climbing thing and like playing the balls and all this bullshit. And I could see in her face how happy she was. And she and we went to like this upside down house. And she was like, it, I mean, it's flippant. She's a five year old, but she was like, Oh, that is the best day of my life. And I was I like, like, You weren't enjoying it. Yo, I, I was like, Is it? really <laughs> that's what happiness looks like to me yeah. do you know what i'm saying but also happiness looks happiness is also um going out performing and touching people 
happiness is being able to help people in a way. But true happiness, I think, is if I really, when you say what does happiness look like to me, the first thing I'll go to is my daughter. And that's, that's, well, that's probably because we was out yesterday. Having a, having a <laughs> Maybe next week will be something. Yeah, next week's probably going to be different. Like, you know what I'm saying? The know. piece of chicken I had last week. <laughs> nah, my slash. child, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it gets like that. It's just like, what? Child? Oh, yeah, responsibility. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm Someone's saying? there. Um, so do you have your, is, does his daughter live with you? No, I have her like half the time. That's so, cool. Yeah. How you found in co-parenting? It's, it's cool. It's been a journey. You know what it is? I say to people when it comes to... Um, I mean, obviously, there was never the intention to be in a co-parenting situation. You know, my my intention was always like to do the family thing, especially yeah. because um, I never had that. And I guess there was a lot of talking to that inner child in me, that little boy, and saying, "You know what, mate? It's not gonna work out the way you wanted it to, mm. but it is what it is." And I, I think I do subconsciously still have those conversations. Um, but when it comes to co-parenting, one one thing I, I remind people who don't have children is when you have a child with somebody, remember they're going to be in the rest of your life, they're going to be in your life for the rest of your life, regardless of how you feel about them. So usually you might fall out with someone, have an argument, say, ah, I'm going to talk to you again. Have the biggest argument mm. in the world. I still have to ring you and ask about my child. 100%. And we still have to have a certain relationship. Do you feel like there's been an, a level of growth within you to like yeah, evolve into I think the... Because so. naturally when I was married, um, I, there, was a, there was a high level of guilt splitting with my ex because I felt like I was the purpose. I was a person who divided the family because it was my decision. Yes, Because it's it's a weight you carry. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like if you end a relationship and rightfully I ended it, it wasn't because I was just like ah, off your head. <laughs> off see, of your head. See, girls on the up. <laughs> yeah, man. It's time. I, I realize my worth. It ain't you. No, but it's just like marriage is a big thing for me. Like yeah. I envision marriage for life, and so for yeah. me to to split that. Um, was hard and I had to deal with a very hurt person for a long time and even to this day they're hurt and it shows with how they deal with me because mm. every single time like when you argue it's intense and all mm. like well, you have one misunderstanding it has to go from zero to a hundred I'm just like there has to be growth so mm. how when you guys first I mean you have to go too deep into it but like when you first split compared to today have has there been a growth within you De definitely definitely I, I try not to react to everything I think and it's similar to what you're saying um I think with our situation was a bit different it was sort of I say it was mutual I'm not going to get into like yeah, why yeah. obviously it was, there was no like there was, no one like stepped out done anything crazy like that mm -hmm. we just grew I just think we just naturally grew apart and the space we were in at that time was just not a space for us to thrive in as individuals. Mm. So we had to do that. Um, but, you know, at the time, there was a lot of hurt and pain in the situation and it was hostile and it was up and down, one minute we're cool, next minute we're not talking and da 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 And for me now, it's a case of exercising balance and I'm... I, it's, it's taken a while. And again, it's, it's just understanding that this person's going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Also... The relationship I have with this person affects my daughter. Well done. You get what I'm saying? And that's okay. something that I have to be conscious of as a man, as a man and as a dad. And as someone that's raising a girl, mm. I don't I wouldn't want her to see certain things or to see certain like she you know, I, I, we don't argue around our child, but there's definitely been times where we have done because it just happens. You get what I'm Unfortunately, saying? Unfortunately, you can control it most of the time, but there'll be times where you're caught slipping. Yeah, you're caught slipping, and it's like, yeah. but, but the thing is, we both have that sort of okay, cool, like whatever. Do you get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But I, I remember one time my daughter said to me, um, Oh, daddy, you shouldn't argue in front of me, it's not good, you shouldn't argue in front of children. That day, boom, That's it. that was the that was the I, I remember that was the day 
never I don't think we ever argued again so that was a turning point that was a big turning point it's hard when they start speaking it's just like that's it you can't actually go oh they're young they're very mindful they're mindful from before they start speaking yeah of course but they can actually now tell you like yo this ain't Mm, cool mm. and I I remember a few times like my son he went through phases of like you know he'll be like oh you know why why is daddy talking to you like this or why why are you guys always arguing Mm. and it's like when I say always we barely see each other Mm. to argue but there'll be the odd day when we're doing that handover and there's been like a miscommunication then it gets escalated Mm -hmm. and he'll be like mommy I don't like this Mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah we need to we need to figure this out because we can control it and it's just it's taken him to say it for me to go like this really needs to change we can't just keep repeating history because you know what it is I think sometimes a lot of the situations that people having co-parenting relationships are loaded with other things so like let's say for example it might be a miscommunication and this has definitely been me like mm. I'm I'm what I'm I'm no angel I'm one to be loaded with things right so there might be like a miscommunication on this situation and I'm like but it reminds me of this and that yeah. and you've done this and that and it's like I'm bringing up so many things 100%. that is not relevant to what is going on to this situation here. even though it reminds me of that it's not You've like that and, it, and you have to learn to disconnect and to treat every situation as individual situations and step back and also understand and again this is not me talking high or mighty because of, at times I could be an absolute as well like, ah the C word oh sorry that's not my favourite word I'm sorry you might have to beep that out I'm sorry, sorry. That is not my, I'm from East London I'm we're beeping a lot don't worry we're good but there's times I could be a C-U-N-T as well but I'm just like <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it's about mm. understanding the person you're dealing with 100%. And accepting the person you're dealing with. But that requires growth and reflection. And I think a lot of people are in their feelings. So my issue, and I'm, we're not having like a little therapy time, was... I think this is therapy. That it is, kind of. But like, I felt like with me, I had to learn to stop explaining myself. Because this is where the arguments will take place. Because mm. they were, when something happens that goes wrong, they take it back to 2016 arguments. And suddenly you have like all this stuff dragging through. I'm like, bro, we're talking about something mm. else. Mm. Why must it always go back mm to something that's raw like because what? there's a lot of pain there yeah but we can't this can't keep happening exactly, so i realized because i spent so much time trying to go like but i didn't mean it that way or like you don't need to react this way or like did you have to i realized hebs the more you speak the more this is going to transition to an argument because they're mm. not listening to you mm. so i've just learned to just wooster and be like cool for my son's sake mm. because I- my son deserves to see a really good example of a father and a mother and if we're in our own environment can't present that and can't show it mm then we fall back how long did it take you to get there though to me it took me a lot i mean i ended a relationship because i felt like it was a losing battle Mm. so i realized like i can be here for hours and hours and hours and years explaining to someone like what marriage is and Mm. what respect is and what what everything is but you can't feed someone and hope like they will grow if Mm. they're not ready to grow and i realized i was filling his glass completely Mm. and i was dehydrating in the corner Mm. so when you've done that for so long you realize cool do you know what i'm actually talking to like a brick wall Mm. like there's no point and there's no disrespect to him but if you're not ready you're not ready and Mm. i can't force you to embrace the journey and be like you know what it's gonna there's gonna be hardship there's gonna be learning there's gonna be unlearning um we're gonna take l's because that's a true like realities of companionship Mm. Mm. but because he wasn't ready for that I just had to go, do you know what? I can't force this anymore. Mm. And he didn't tell me, oh, I'm not ready. But yeah, the resistance yeah, yeah. spoke about it, spoke it very loudly. Mm. The disrespect spoke it very loudly. The dismissiveness spoke about it, spoke it really loudly. So I just thought, do you know what? My son's here now. <laughs> so mm. it's no longer about you and I. Mm. I can't be here warring it or like trying to convince you. I did marriage counseling, everything. So by, the, by that point, I thought, do you know what? 
I need to just use my voice and my energy correctly because I'm running out of energy and my son needs me. Mm. So that's when I disconnected and I thought, you know what, I'm done. I accept defeat, even though I felt like a failure and I did like I failed as a mum because I can't. I no longer have a mum and dad in a house, I and I failed as a wife because marriage for me was for life. Mm. And now I'm walking away, like my decision. And I just got to accept that as that. And everyone's telling me, hey, but you're splitting up a house. And I'm like, I wish it was that simple. Like, I wish it was that black and white. Do, do, do you know what's so mad? And I, I'm, I'm generalizing here. So and mm. obviously, there's only so much I know about your situation. But I, I tend to think men will stay in unhappy situations far longer than a woman would. And that's, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I don't know. That maybe it's, it's more strength to leave an unhappy situation. Maybe it is. Actually, but it, again, it, it's circumstantial. You can't just put a blanket statement and say yes it is or no it isn't but I do generally think and men will sit in, men will sit there and be like I'm unhappy but you know what that, but then the thing is with men that unhappiness does come with sometimes disrespect does come with all of those mm. things that isn't necessarily cultivating a, a situation where the the, the relationship can, can get better no. because we're unhappy we're unhappy we're just ah, well, I'm unhappy, non, da, 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 da. unhappy exactly so then, yeah, so then, yeah. what, so then what do you do you, you're unhappy you're, you will stay in the unhappy situation, but you're not really going to do much about it to change it because... It's such a waste. Yeah, so it's... Because you're not even serving yourself. Like, exactly. forget serving another person. Like, you, you're literally coasting through life with, like, being disgruntled to someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. entering an energy that's negative, 100%. even if it's silent, even if you and I never speak and we're just living as, like, flatmates. Mm. The energy's still nasty because mm. I'm not looking at you and going, yeah, that's my person. Mm. I'm not looking at you going... You know, you're my friend. You're my someone. Like you're just someone. I look at you and I'm like, "This mother around the house." Yeah, the, the way you breathe. Is <laughs> the way you, oh, that's the, when you don't. It's the little things. When uh-huh. when it's like I don't like the way you you laugh anymore. Yeah, the way you're chewing is annoying me. That's when you need the to the way you out, blink is disgusting. <laughs> why are you blinking like that, bro? Like why are you blinking? <laughs> but it's true, and it's and it starts having a toll on your mental does, well-being. And does. I think I'd I'd argue and say a lot of women stay because they feel like sometimes it kind of reflects on self-worth if it's a if it's a negative point of view where a woman feels really low about herself obviously there are women who are controlling and they mm. manipulate the situation and they don't want to leave a relationship relationship but the women who genuinely f- lack self-worth will always stay because they feel like they cannot do better mm. whether That's it's because a person's directly told them they can't do yeah. better or whether because they've been in this long enough mm. that the idea of the outside world is so scary that it's better the devil you know mm. and let's just chill here and marinate in this negativity but because i know you and i know your limitations i'm gonna just stay here because i've seen it all and you know the saying it's the better the devil you know i think that's definitely a that's definitely a mentality that obviously women have this as well but I definitely it's a mentality that men often have because i don't know i mean again you you, you be a situation and i guess for me it was that look We've been together for how many years? We've been unhappy for like this mm. long. Like, let's just ride it out because we've got da da da. But then that's mm. not, that's actually not a, a great way to think and to view a relationship. Obviously, relationships have ups and downs, but if your down times are, it's not even just a downtime anymore. Like, you're staying there and there's no sign of getting out or getting up or, or any light. And you've tried the counseling, you've tried this, you've tried that, and nothing's worked. Yo, something's got to give, you know. And also, your mental well being gets deteriorated yeah, along the it way. Does. It definitely does. But I think also, like, for me, I can speak from a perspective of culture. I don't know in regards to your. What's your background? I'm Dominican and Antiguan, so Caribbean. So, like, I don't know what you saw in your household or what you saw in your environment, even like the narrative on TV, like, whether it's music videos, TV, films, whatever, like, the narrative of toxic relationships are normal. Mm. Like, you know, 
the one song that really gets to me is uh, Retro to His and Her. Um, yeah, and that yeah, goes deep, and yeah. it's just like, but even that is such a it's a, such a song that gets to me. But it also, to an extent, I know he's highlighting something that's toxic, but people can relate to it and go, well, I guess other people can relate to this. Maybe this is normal. Mm. And then it's kind of like there's a lot of oh, we all hang around for the sake of the children, and we mm. all, there's so many reasons that people stay, and probably eight out of ten times it doesn't even serve their mental soul everything body like there's nothing there's nothing that serves you besides the fact that this is just what we do we just hang around and you know even on that point of staying for the children because that was kind of i think that was kind of vibe that a lot of people are on and it's only talking to a few a few people who that had parents break up later on in their life and a lot of them will say oh i wish my mom and dad broke up long time ago and when you hear that it's like it's almost like Honestly. What what do you do then? Because you're staying there because you don't want to repeat. You don't want your child to go through certain feelings that you went through. But these times, you're not really considering what they are actively going through at that time. 100%. And that's the one thing. That's one of the the biggest pushes to why I ended a relationship. Because Mm. I started listening to my friends who had like parents who split up when they're in their 20s and their 30s. And like they ruined my childhood. The first thing they'll say is my children, my my parents ruined my childhood. All I wow. witnessed was arguing. They don't have much value in marriage anymore. They don't respect marriage values, or they don't. You know, there's so much that they had to witness consciously, subconsciously, that it shaped them into who they are today, and the the, the trauma wow. that they carry. And it's just like, but the parents thought they're doing what's best for the child. Mm. We're gonna stay together. We're gonna hang in this together. We're gonna ride it out to the end. But then mm. they get to the end, they're like, nah, bonus, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But by that point, we've all witnessed something that we can't unwitness yeah. whether it's your dad putting your hand on the mum whether yeah. it's the mum being you know whatever it is but your child now goes well it's normal dad used to always cheat but mum always took him back mm. and it's like so what are we now creating like the next generation that we're responsible for mm. to shape and make into the best versions of themselves we already set poor foundations because we have to stay together for the sake of the children mm. and to me that's just i can't do it so i started researching like what is it attachment anxiety versus staying together for the sake of the children mm. i'd rather have attachment anxiety for the first year of my son's life and do you know what it is it's it, it's funny because i posted something recent um the other day mm. um and i and i what i'm trying to do or what i'm doing now is posting serious messages but facetiously so I'll, I'll make a joke about it so like one of the things was like stop dating seek therapy like rah 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 stop Word. stop bringing old traumas to new people like and, and it, it's playful it's funny but it's, it's the facts it's like you have to go through that mourning period mm. of wow what the hell what does my life look like now and I had to do that and there was of course there was the times where like you, you're dating people and you're da-da. like I'm single hot boy summer da 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 but what you're doing is just running around hurting people because you haven't healed yourself and it's like yo let me take some time out let me heal me let me sort of navigate myself and then put myself back out in this world And what does healing look like to you? to me healing healing is very simple it's not a case of things not hurting anymore it's you not it's, it's making sure no one's catching stray bullets so I might still be in pain over situations, but that shouldn't affect you. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I, I shouldn't be in a. You should. I shouldn't have someone in a relationship that is taking bullets for something that has nothing to do with them. How long did that take you to realize before you kind of fell back from your hot boy summer? <laughs> I shouldn't even say that on camera. You know, it wasn't even. No, it wasn't even. Like, I wasn't even at it. I know. Like, I'm winding you up. Oh, no, I was. <laughs> It took me over a year. I think it took me the first year. 
I was so hurt. Because the, the decision ultimately wasn't down to me. Mm. It wasn't down to me to leave. Like, I would have read that. And I, I'm grateful that it happened. I'm grateful that she made the decision Upon to say reflection, no. Upon reflection. Upon yeah. reflection, yeah, of course, because, I mean, it was up and down. Like, we had broken up, we got back together, broken up. And that. Yeah, it yeah, was just yeah. toxic for, like, a while. Mm. And we're cool now. We're in a cool space. We're, we're friends. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, um, But... The healing process did take a while. It took me like a year and some, like a year and a bit. And then even after that, there was still a um, decomposing of that. And just, so I, I stay in my head a lot. I like, I, I like to think, I will think my way through an emotion, which I don't know if it's mm. a good thing or a bad thing, but it's where I am. I um, mean, it's you're conscious of it. So you're you're very aware of your emotion and you're able yeah. to really deeper and reflect yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I, I just, I, I, it did take me a while to kind of say, okay, cool, you know what? Even if I still feel certain things or certain certain situations remind me of other situations that I went with the mother of my child, that's not like that. She's not like that. This is not like that. It's a very, very conscious, hard thing to do. But it, you have to do it. Everyone is so guilty of making this. Th- like we start like um, predicting what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. We start, and that's 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 the hardest part when you're even in a relationship. You start going. Do you know what? There's no room for change if you're always going to start mm. assuming that this person comes with certain intentions or assuming that they're coming and they're going to say this, like give people the benefit of a doubt. And especially mm-hmm. when you're entering a new relationship, you've got to say, do you know what? They, like you said, they're not that person. Mm. So I cannot begin to, just because I hear one word, I'm triggered. Exactly, exactly. But, it, but you know, it's a, it's actually in our human nature. It's how we've, we've thrived as human beings, as civilizations. We've had to remember things mm. we've had to remember feelings to say like the fire was hot i had to rem- you, in in olden times we had to remember fire is hot yeah, don't yeah, go yeah. near fire so every time you see fire you think oh, let me stand back every time you see a lion you think oh, let me be quiet because yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that lion's gonna flip and eat you so we've had to survive that's how we've survived so healing at times is going against your human instinct it's going against your natural human order but and that takes guts. That takes balls to do that. Yeah. It, 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 and not not a lot of people are able to process things like that. And I don't blame them for that. And I think that's something that we like we we tend to do. We, we sort of blame people for the fact that they haven't healed. And I try not mm. to do that. I don't, I don't. I don't try to use people's unhealing energy against them. But more just saying, yo, you still got a journey to go on. Yeah. And I get that. And yeah. some people see it, some people don't. It's none of my business whether they do or not. But it's only for me to receive that and say, yeah, either it is or it isn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you mentioned the whole like the conscious thing of like, you know, back in the day of like fire, like reminding ourselves mm. conscious. And it's like, I can't remember what it was I watched, but they said your brain has two parts. So there's the, the instant reactive part and then mm. there's the let me think about it part. Yeah, and that yeah. takes like a five to ten second delay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like not we don't know how to use that part, even though that's like the bigger part that we can use we tend to just instinctively yeah. react yeah, to yeah, what yeah. whatever's presented. Yeah. And it's just like, we need to literally consciously work on that. And it's, when people talk to me, they're like, right, you think different. And I'm just like, I don't know how I got it. I can't be like, oh, you know, there's one day a tree landed on my head. And then <laughs> the apple the dropped hit. in my head. I said a whole tree, not even an apple, you know, <laughs> just a whole tree landed on my head. I just, maybe it's faith, whatever, I have no idea, yeah. but I, I just started seeing world from a, like the whole entire world from a different lens. Yeah. And I just, like, I feel bad that pe- for people who don't heal or they think yeah. they've healed, but actually, because we live in a time where we don't allow ourselves time to heal. Mm. And the, the biggest fault I we do, I think that we all do as human beings is that we fill our time with people and we're scared to be that. alone. I agree with that, yeah. Because I think like the first couple of years after I left my, my ex-husband, I spent a lot of time 
just filling space. Yeah. Because I don't think I was ready to really address what's happening in like in my, my heart and my soul. I was just like, what motive are we on? Yeah. She show, let's do this. Mill, let's do this. Mm. Getting to know people. And it's just like, staying alone was a very foreign concept to me. Yeah. And to be able to put myself back into that space and go, cool, Hebs, what now? Then I had to had time to just really reflect and think. Because I realised I'm just here coasting. Mm. Like I spent a good year and a bit just coasting, mm. filling my time with energy. Good energy, bad energy, pointless energy. But like, energy, nonetheless. It consumes you. Yeah. And it's just like, how are we going to be able to grow if all we're doing is just like taking in other people's stuff, taking in their own drama, yeah. taking in their trauma, taking in their lives when we're not actually addressing our problems. But, but, but you know one thing, and it's mad because as we're having this conversation, I've, I'm probably admittedly, gonna say like i am probably still going through a healing process it's just different to where it was a year and something ago but it there is still healing that i have to do but it's not i suppose i'm not in a space where i'm um where people are affected by it or i hope i'm not anyway Mm. but you know it's i think when you're going through that process of you're consuming other people's energy or for me anyway i ended up finding a lot about myself because i'd never known who i was as a single person in my 30s. Like, I didn't know who I, I spent my whole, nearly my whole 20s in a relationship. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. um, so it was almost like, introdu- like who the hell am I as a, as a solo person, as an individual, <laughs> yep. as opposed to thinking as a duo? Yep. And that was revealing for me. Because again, like I was saying to you, that there's who you are and there's how people perceive you. And who I was in, there was some, it was, it was actually someone that said it to me as well if during the dating process. Like, I've had a lot of learning and teaching experiences and I'm all, I'm so grateful for some of the people that's been in my life whether it's been short or whether they're still in there but mm. there, there was something where it was a case of how I think I am and how I'm being perceived was two different things mm. and I didn't know that and it ne- I needed to go through that period to understand okay cool this is what I'm giving out let me chill now mm. so as much as people should as much as that healing process is destructive and yeah we do have people to fill in our time Sometimes you ha- you kind of have to see the silver lining of it, but that's only if you're in a mindset to be reflective and to and to be, you know, crit- critical of yourself and say, wow, okay, how- yeah, that situation's mad, but what did I do in that situation? How how have I hurt this person? But that's the issue. Accountability and reflectiveness doesn't come easy to a lot of people. Not at all. And it took me a very long time to take accountable accountability for the the things I did wrong in my relationship. Mm. And it was only years looking back and being real myself and going, okay, cool. Before. I can blame him for something because what he did was louder. Mm. And it's just like, but I had to think about what was I doing that's quiet but also impactful. And that's, that's very deep. hard when you're, when deep. his his voice is more drowning than mine. Mm. So I had to really take time out and go, Hebs, do you know what? Yeah, I did contribute to this. Mm. Was I the main person? Let's, nah. But did I? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Obviously, like, I'm perfect in that. But, <laughs> but, the, but really, it's, it's one of those things where... <coughs> we have to accept we're flawed and i think it's sad that some people don't reflect at all and they don't even know how to begin to reflect because no one's actually sat with them and go like you know take time for yourself and there's a lot of people that do this whole woke narrative on social media and like you know i'm so aware of who i am Mm. but all they're doing sometimes is just watching stuff on social media they're believing what's being said (laughs) and they're just recycling that narrative but are you actually taking it in are you actually stopping and going all right cool what am i doing to serve myself what am i doing to really heal and it's just like i think the biggest issue that people don't even realize is like your mental well-being and it's like how much at risk you put it in all the time that everyone suffers of something of mental well-being whether it's you're constantly happy whether you're constantly sad whether you're fluctuating um 
and I know like this is something that you wanted to talk about as well, which is male mental well being. Mm, I'm it's I'm an advocate. Yeah. For I'm male an advocate mental, for it. I'll, yo, I'll wave the flag for the mandem, and I've been 100%. more I've been more intentional in that as well. In some of the stuff I write about, some of the stuff I'm putting out there, the energy just trying to be there for the mandem. I'm that like, it's it's a real it's something I've. I don't know if it's a recent thing, but it's definitely something that I've become more aware of because I don't think there are many voices for the mandem and not in the way that the mandem will hear it. I think mm. there's, there's you can have like, men, like I don't know, you have an advert of like flipping David Beckham talking about, oh, you know, men's mental health, da 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 da, da. And that's great, Beckham. but the mandem don't relate to David Beckham, bro. Mm. Like David Beckham ain't been in a hood like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I've, I, I, we've, we've been there, we can speak in that same language and dialect and still bridge that gap. And it's, yeah, it's definitely something that's been... Um, I, I, I wouldn't be more of an advocate for the men. I, I, I think we need more. Have you have models. you personally experienced something close to home or your own personal story where like mental health like has become like a very raw thing? Both, yeah, both. Like, I mean, it's mad because like, let's just say for example, I've I have too many people mm. who have had severe mental health issues mm. and. I'm not just talking about the pretty mental health disorders mm-hmm. that that are marketable, the depression and anxiety, and I'm not downplaying them. I've 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 suffered bouts of depression. I've suffered, you know, I have anxiety at times. Anxiety is a real it, thing. It, it, it's a real thing. Obviously, these are human things, yeah, yeah. but then there's also an extent to these things, and I've definitely been through them cycles. I've seen people go through them cycles, and even being able to admit that, like I was talking to my, one of my boys the other day, he was like, "Yo, my brother, like, boom, I'm going through this and that, 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 that," and straight away I was like, "You know, what, my brother, I've got." I've, for the same thing bro yeah like yeah i hear you there's a way out but then uh, th- those to me uh, the reason why i say those are the marketable mental health disorders because those are the things that people talk about when we speak about mental health awareness we don't talk about bipolar we don't talk about schizophrenia we don't yeah. talk about That's all of them things that yeah, brothers yeah. really getting sectioned people losing yeah. their flipping kids we don't talk about that because we can't talk about that yeah. and i have two i've known too many man them in hospitals to this day still in hospital in and out and it's sad, it's sad, especially when you see, you know, you know what's so, so messed up about it? When you see that someone was cool mm. and then you've seen them deteriorate and you've almost, you, you're looking at their environment and, you're, and you could say, I can see how your mind went there, bro. I can see what happened. See and there was, there was nothing no one could have done about it because no one saw it. Mm. No one saw it. So now I'm more of a tune to it. I've, I've got friends now that I'm sort of keeping an eye on because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going down certain roads where to some people it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, they're just being weird. Or, oh, da, 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 da. But it's like, no, nah, brother, this is this is the start because I saw this 12 years ago with my man and now he's yeah. in hospital yeah. <laughs> because everyone just thought, oh, wow, what's going on? Yeah, like I have these things where, um, like, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but when I've looked in this, like, just walking on the streets or with my car, and I see someone just there talking to themselves, like full blown conversation. Mm. Obviously, some people are on stuff, but there are people who literally have, like, no one's identified their mental health, and it's mm. just gone to a point where now, like, a kid will look at them, a school kid, and be like, "Oh, look at the crazy guy." Mm. And I'm just mm. like, if only you, this guy was like you. If yeah, only like you, it just took one experience 100%. for something to just transition you- and change their life. And sometimes it's gradual, but they can't even identify that change because it's so gradual. But I think also an issue is. I personally can speak from a cultural point of view and I'm growing up British, my podcast is talk about your heritage, talk about what you were raised in your environment and what mm, was mm. a taboo, what wasn't a taboo. And mm. in my in my culture, we don't talk about mental health. Mm. Mental health is like, just go seek God, mm, you know, mm. like go pray a little bit. And, mm. and faith is definitely helps with mental health. Like, mm. you know, people who, 
when it comes to suicide, a lot of people stop themselves from committing suicide due to a higher, like believing in a higher mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe faith is a big thing, but sometimes people don't want to address mental health at home. You, you know, so mad because you said something that I, I didn't really want to interject, but no, go for it. It's mad because there, there was a um, a social media page that posted someone that had severe mental health issues and they were looking very tapped, like extremely tapped. Mm. And they just posted them on the page for jokes, for bants. Like, and I'm, like I'm looking at the page and I understand it's a banter page. I understand you're posting people that are whatever, that's your thing. But you know where I come, I was like, brother, like, I know my man. My man was cool. Mm. This happened to him. Mm. Then he turned left. And I ain't gonna lie, the page blocked me. Yeah, but, they, but, they you, but I get money. it. I get it. He's like, brother, I'm just trying to make content. Like, boom, this yeah. video's funny. I don't care. But people don't understand that, brother. I know my man. Do you get what I'm it saying? I different. know what happened to different. him. Like, he, like different. that could happen to you, bro. You can have. You don't know how many situations you are from losing your flipping mind, bro. Hundred percent, and that's it. So I, when I see these things, I'd rather like if I was to see it, like go get that person help. Mm. Like, if you can, sometimes sometimes the help's not there. You know, sorry, you know, you, say, you, yeah. you know what's unfortunate about our mental health services? The help is only there when you are over. When it when it's too late, that's when they and help not you. Just that sometimes they're like, you have to bring yourself in. Yeah, as exactly. an adult, we have. Exactly. And I'm just like, but they're not in a state of mind to kind of go. Yeah, I know I have a problem. Do you know what I mean? So exactly. to me, it's it's sad. Like I, I'll give a quick example about. Um, I used to be a housing officer, and mm. there was like a potential, like a one of my tenants who has like basically she has schizophrenia mm. severe mm. took her tablets everything was blessed stopped taking it because she thought she's good mm. she doesn't need it anymore that she's like deteriorating her children gave up on her well yeah, story, yeah. yeah so unfortunately she started coming in energy moving weird and everyone's like oh it's like crazy lady and i'm just like nah guys like this woman needs help yes so what did i do i'm like i can't let this woman keep coming in every time she's telling me about what's happening and she's imagining all these things like the voices in her head things that she's envisioning in the house and i'm like she's literally being tortured every day mentally mm. and you guys are just finding it hilarious so mm. i was just like no nah, let me seek help i literally had to like bombard her gp bombard mental health like the different teams and i'm just like guys help her and she's like they're like oh we know who she is and i'm like but she's deteriorating mm. like stop it while you can and eventually mm. i managed to get her it sounded really bad but she got sectioned mm. um she called me and she said it's your fault i'm sectioned i'm like ah but then a few months later she pulled out the hospital looking amazing dressing amazing sounding beautifully articulating herself i don't like this is not the same woman i know mm. the one before would come half naked makeup all over her face got paint on her chest where just looking mm. at you dead like no soul no nothing just mm. saying they're trying to kill me i'm like this ain't life and you know and that's the thing with people that get sectioned. like I've, I've gone to visit friends who've been sectioned like in the hospitals and they'll all say to you no i don't need to be here like this is that this is that like they're against me it's that same narrative like and it's only when they get help and they're in the right state of mind that's when they understand like oh yeah I needed to be there but when they're not in that state of mind or when they relapse they don't get it they don't get they it they can't see nah. it it's hard and it's hard because like for you to watch someone that you genuinely appreciate or love mm. just fall apart you're just like there's nothing you can say because if they're not ready they're not ready and it's just like plus the fact that the government can't afford that much help to help people with like resources are a real thing like that's something i can't deny but there is also no just doesn't even go in the government thing yeah resources are a real thing but i think i i think our priority priorities are in the wrong place because there is there isn't uh, obviously there isn't a money tree but there's a 
there's money there. It's just put in the different. It's put in the in a in the wrong place. And it's, wrong it's a catch twenty two because a lot of people will say a lot of the men that might not be like, oh, why vote? There's no reason to vote. Like da da da, don't vote. But then I get where they're coming from because of course there's people that there there are people that's a you know like we could get conspiracy conspiracy yeah, theory yeah, and say yeah, like there's yeah, people yeah, above yeah. the government that pull strings da da da. da. I yeah, hear yeah, that, but in, strings, but in but say. in the same speed, if we were to vote and realize the power in our vote we'll see a whole different society because they will have to appeal to us because that's how they'll get into power and it, it, it that's a whole nother conversation but that's the thing but then it's like sometimes even if you're if you're like cynical about it just do it yeah just do it because you have an opportunity you have a voice and people forget like yeah someone go what voice do you really have and da-da-da. but people have been fighting for voice mm-hmm. and now you have it and it's a privilege you're mm-hmm. like oh bonnet i'm not gonna do it just do it. Just do it and see what happens. Yeah, see At what happens. You can say you did it. Yeah, like me, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, when it comes to like the wokeness, I'm kind of like half foot in, half foot out. But I will still exercise my right to vote because I understand how power works. I understand how the power dynamics work. I understand how structures work. And the fact is, when it, no matter what power you have, mm. power is like this. But you're controlling the masses like that. You need to get the masses on side. Mm. If the masses said this is what we want, the power would have to respond to that. Eventually, they would. They, could, they would they have can, to. They can try and swerve. Like Boris, we won't get the hate. Let's not get the politics. No, but it's, it's a whole other thing. But yeah, no, I hate you. But All it's... Right, back to male mental health, right? Yeah. Shout out to everyone that's actually promoting it because I know, like, for the last two years, I did like a lot of coverage around male mental health. There are people on podcasts that man them that are starting to have these honest conversations, mm. and it's been nice because, like you said, they're familiar. They look like mm. them. They can relate. But my issue or my question really is no matter how much you can identify like you can look at your boy mm. or let's say maybe not you because you're very like reflective and, and maybe you know how to approach it certain guys might go do you know what i need to start talking because they've listened to something that's made them think all right i need yeah. to start speaking up they approach their boy but uh, do you think men are really equipped to even know how to respond nah not not a lot of men them are but i think it's because we think it's a human thing we think we need to say the right things all the time and it's like, if I don't know, it's like, oh, I don't know what to say. <gasps> Let me not just say nothing. But sometimes, bro, it's not even about saying something. It's just about being there to listen and having a soundboard. And even if you don't know what to say, you say to your brother, you know what, brother? I don't even know what to say to you, but I'm here for you. Mm. Like, I'm here for you. I'll just be here for you. Do you get what I'm saying? I'll just listen to you. And that doesn't take a wide vocabulary and knowing the right things to say. That just takes energy. And I think sometimes... We need to really think about what type of energy are we putting into the people around us that we love? Are we putting in, it's, it's easy to put in energy to, oh, let's go down the motive. pub and watch football yeah, and yeah, what's yeah. the motive and let's get gallon, da, 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 da. That's easy energy. Mm. But when a man's saying to you, oh, bro, I've got stuff going through, that, that energy is a little bit difficult, but I think that's the true testament of friendship. Mm. And I think, uh, the reason why I can't blame the man is because there hasn't been a, you know, like a set of guidelines or a script to say, this is what you do and, when your friend's going through mental health issues or when your friends come and say this. Because even me, like, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I may be sort of cool with words when it comes to writing poetry, but then there's certain times I have to Google what to say when a friend says this, yeah, like, yeah, and then yeah. sort of just get that reset. But again, that's energy. That's because I think, I, be, I, like, I like to think I have energy for the people around me. Yeah. Hence why the, the people I care about are so small because I can't give that much energy to everybody. Yeah, yeah, you can't spread yourself that I can't, much. but... It, again, we just have to be there for people and people don't understand the power of just being there for somebody. 
Yeah, no, because I've I've had boys like guys who said to me like I've I've actually spoken, but then the person was kind of dismissive, and I don't think men intentionally dismiss because they don't know how to cope. Like you said, you don't know how to respond, mm. so you might go, "Ah, oh, it's cool, man. Just come, let's have drinks." Because we're solution let's, based. Let's, yeah, men, men are solution yeah. based. What's the problem? Let's fix it. And I'm yeah. you, again, I'm like that as well. But mm. and sometimes I have to sit back and be like, "Bro, there are some things your friends are going through that you cannot fix." Mm. And you need to be honest with yourself and understand that. But that doesn't mean you are useless just mm-hmm. because you can't fix them. You get what I'm saying? There's other there's other things you can do. And I, I think that's just why I've made it a passion of mine to... Do you find that, do you find that um, as a result of the material putting out, and obviously whether you go to an event and they're seeing you there, yeah. or whether you're posting, do you find that a lot of men reach out to you yeah, and want to talk? Yeah, I, I, found, I found that's happened. I found, especially like with some of my friends, a lot of my friends have opened up a lot more and said yo bro like i need to talk there was a there was a piece i put, uh, I put out about yeah. the mandem yeah I saw um, that. Is it? Oh, thank you i'm a fan thank you i appreciate you um mm. and since like since then I've, I've had people reach out to me and sometimes it's a bit overwhelming not with my friends but just that people on social media like I, and I, I feel bad for saying that sometimes people will come to me with paragraphs in my dms and i'm, I'm like i might not necessarily have the capacity to deal with that especially because i don't know you but you know what? Sometimes the case is you need someone to be there for you, cool, I'll try to be there. Other times it's, let me just keep putting out material. Let me put out material that's up that, and, and I hope it resonates. I've had Mandem come to me, like Mandem I used to like, like bang gang with, do you get what I'm saying? Like da 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 da. Like, yeah. hit me out DMs like, brother, yeah. that that was the one, you know? That's it. That, and, and for me, that's what happiness looks like. That's what success looks like for yeah. me, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, Being able yeah. to touch people and be like, you know what, brother? Yeah, I felt that one. I've had man call me, brother, that one there, that was the one, you know, and not because it was so hard and da, 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 because I don't, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but with my poetry pieces, I don't necessarily care for wordplay. Yeah. I care for effect. Delivery. I want what I say delivery. I want what I say to mm. to touch you. That's yeah, what yeah. I care about. I don't care about rhyming plant with aunt and and talking about the green and that, like I don't care. I just yeah, let, let's talk. Let's, let's talk about some real shit. Yeah, I want to land. No, that's cool. Um, do you feel like it's um a lot of weight? to carry like when when obviously when people are coming to you and you're like all right cool like, i want to be there for this person do you sometimes just feel obligated to spread yourself then just to sort of please yeah but then with great power comes great responsibility and i believe that mm. there's power in my words i believe that there's power in the things i do and if i didn't believe in that then i wouldn't do it so i have to it, it, it's almost like the thing where people be like oh you know Oh, I didn't set out to be a role model. No, but you're doing things as putting yourself in that light where people are going to look up to you. So you have to respond accordingly or just don't do what you're doing, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, get, you can't have it both ways. And I think that's that's the mi- mindset I'm in now. So how do you find a balance for yourself then? So obviously like you're here now. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's what I'm Because you're, you're busy. You're, you're not busy, but like as I'm a busy. result of, of your great work, people <laughs> are you. reaching out and they're like, do you know what? This resonates with me. Or like, do you know what? My brother went through this or whatever it is. And now you're giving your energy to people mm. and you feel like not obligated, however you see it, right? Mm. But then what do you do to look after your own well-being? Who looks after you? Because you know they say like always, it's always the strong ones that you got to ask about. Mm. You know, I, I think I'm in a fortunate position because I, I probably can reach out to people. Mm. I just often don't. Why? That's a good question. I have a real problem with being vulnerable. And I think the way I put my vulnerability out is through writing mm-hmm. and sometimes i am um, like for example i'll write pe- like let's say let's take the mandan piece for example mm. that came from a real conversation i had with somebody and those pieces they write themselves that i wrote that on the i wrote that on the way home 
from a conversation I had, I wrote that whole piece in my car in about 15 minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? Just, and I, it's not even a bragging, but it's a thing where it's like, that was my outlet because someone put that on me and I had to express that in a certain way and that's how I expressed it and you know what, people connected with it. I think, again, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm able to express myself creatively. I'm able to make music. I'm able to write. I'm able to do things that has that output. Um, and also... You know, I'm an advocate for for therapy. I haven't mm. been myself. Every time I try to go, I get cold feet and pussy out and don't do it. <laughs> I should do it. And it's go a bit therapy. it's a bit hypocritical because I tell all my friends to do it and I haven't done it. So what I will say with therapy, um, you've got to be willing to go therapy like mm. fully. Because if you go in there and you go, all right, cool, let me see what this guy's about. Mm. And you've got your back against the wall, mm. already feeling a bit cynical about it you're likely to not achieve what you want to achieve from it. You, you, you know what it is with the therapy thing? And I'll and I tell you, this is a real story. Like, I was, like, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. going through some real stuff, like, internally. I, don't, mm. I didn't really let a lot of people know. Like, I'm talking, like, it, I was in a real, real bad place, real low. And I called up I called, I called up the NHS thing. And I shouldn't have because I can, like, I'm able to, to get therapy privately. Do you get what I'm saying? But I just rang it up. Someone said, yeah, yeah, da, da, da. I rang it. And... They took so long to get back to me mm. that by the time they got back to me, I wasn't in that space anymore. So I didn't take it up and I sort of just processed it by myself. And that wasn't the best thing to do mm-hmm. because I should have done that. I should have went through that. And even now as I'm talking about it, it's like I should have went through that. And, yeah. I, and I should I should go through that because that can easily come up again because yeah. I still haven't had the tools to, to, di- to navigate and digest those feelings yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fortunate enough to be able to busy myself so I don't have that. And things have been going, things have been going relatively well in my life. So I've been, you know, it's, it's, it's been all right. But life gets real. Life gets real. And all of a sudden, bang, you're in that space again. And it's like, oh shit, I need help now. Yeah. And sometimes when that help isn't there for you now, it deteriorates, it, it, it deters it you, you from, from, wanting from wanting to get yeah. out. Because then you feel like, wow, you know what? As a man, I need to deal with this myself. Yeah. It's me, I'm an island. Nah, nah, you know what? It's that. And, that, and that's such a toxic way to think because I will never tell my friends to do that. I will never tell my friends, oh, bro, I was, bro, talk to me, brother. That's talk to up. me. That's your setup. And I feel like I call myself Mandem when it comes to this because I spe- like I, I don't tell people my problems. Mm. I'll come to me. I'm a dear diary. I'm Mama Hebs. Like, mm. I got you. I will I can tell that about you though. You got that energy. Yeah, no, we'll talk. Um, but there's something that I have to just accept. I can't keep saying this and like you know do as i say not as i do vibes mm, like mm. i need to just be like what i'm saying as well and it's mm. just like yeah we're flawed i remember when i didn't believe in therapy because i saw therapy go wrong for other people mm. where like it unpacked things that just made them worse but it's because they mm. weren't they had a different mindset maybe like a victim mindset mm. and they weren't ready to like really take on that reflective conversation so some people like heads up if you do therapy and you just want to find more problems then you will find them but mm. if you're wanting to find problems so you can understand and reflect and grow that's a good point you will that's such a sick point so I I'm going to nick that by the way I'm going to take it just just shout out in the corner no, <laughs> but it's it's real so the lens you go in and the mindset you go in will determine the outcome and I remember me going in there and I was just like the first time I knew I needed therapy was I was in bed and I was crying hard mm. and I realised I can't move Mm. and I was like usually I like cry release the energy and I'm good I was like I couldn't I felt like quite disabled mm. called my GP on the phone bawling like, bawling 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 and then he's like I'm like but I don't want to do therapy I don't want to do therapy he's like how do you feel now I said I feel a bit better he's like how do you feel talk-? we stayed on the phone for a while and I'm like alright cool safe 
maybe. And then I went therapy. I started mm. therapy in the therapist. Mm. I'm like, tell me about your day. You've been trying to I do that all the time. I do that. It's a deflection, deflection thing. We deflect mad. all the time. I do that. And I was just like, nah, tell me. Yeah, so you have a child, right? Yeah, yeah I do that and all the time. Like, we're here for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't stick to it. But there's the reason why I left therapy is because I thought he gave me a bit of wisdom and reflection that kind of unlocked a lot. Mm. And he said to me, do you feel like you walk this earth defensively because you're, you you defend your truth? And I like, and I said, aha. And that landed mm. and hit me in the way where I just thought I actually, over, I realized I was so defensive yeah. towards people. And it's because I'm defending what my idea of truth is. Yeah. And the minute I realized that, I thought, all right, safe. He gave me something that just allowed me to just see life a little bit differently and to allow me to stop and not react the way I do. I realize I'm damaging other people with my reactions. Mm. And from that point, I thought, yeah, therapies for everyone. Not there's different. There's different therapy. Sometimes you can't control your circumstances, so you need cog- cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm, you don't, mm-hmm. There's counseling. There's different. So many different things that you can do. But I'm a big advocate as well when you, it comes to that. And you know what? You said something that's important because um, a lot. I think a lot of people do get sort of scared to go to therapy because of the unpacking it does. But it is a case of unpacking and repacking. And people just think it's unpacking and they just get left with their luggage on the floor. Yeah. And it's not that, bro. You've got to you compartmentalise it in different places. And and you know what it is? Sometimes it's not even about saying, oh, I'm going therapy, so that shit that happened with my dad however many years ago doesn't affect me no more. No, it probably will still affect you, but you'll recognise when it's affecting you and you'll have the tools to deal with it and navigate through it. Do you get what I'm saying? As opposed yeah. to just having it affecting you and you don't even know what the hell's going on with you. And that's what therapy does. It makes you understand you and gives you the tools to say, okay, this is what's happening with me. Let me do that. And not just that, if you stop halfway because you realise, wow, I'm unpacking, then you're mm. leaving it raw. Yeah. You're leaving yeah. it kind of emotion yes. and you're like, okay, I hate yes. my dad even more. But then if you understand the beauty of understanding your trauma is that you allow yourself to just release the energy and make space for yourself mm. like uh, the minute you forgive other people and don't wait for the apology is the sooner that you allow yourself to just be free <laughs> this, is, this is like poetry Listen, okay, this is so poetry <laughs> nah cause that's that's you know what that's um but that's what I preach I say yeah. guys like you're holding on to hate you're holding on to these feelings and you're only hurting yourself but you know what, what you said was key because again this is something that I've had to learn mm. And I suppose I learned this through a, through a number of situations, but you need to find your own closure. And mm. sometimes your closure doesn't come through the lens of an apology. You need to find peace without the apology. This and person so, can still keep walking the earth thinking that they're right. Yeah. And, so and, you, and you have to accept that. And you can't let that torture you because you need to move on with your life the same way they're moving on with their life. Not just that, but imagine looking back and going, rough for the last 10 years, I've been harboring feelings towards someone and all I've done is literally drain my energy and limit my capacity to that. love. Yeah, We've that. all done it. Done and the minute that 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 <laughs> that switch hit in my life, I was just like, I don't harbor any negative energy to anyone. Like mm. you can disrespect me right now. I'm like, safe, you're a hurt person. Mm. I'll give you a hug. Mm. Like not literally, but like some of y'all don't. But you understand hugs. the place where they're coming yeah. from sometimes. Like you could see pain within people that inflict pain. Do you know what, Louis? We're running out of time. Uh, so are we? No way. This is why I said to you, we, we have to, we have to come back because there's so oh, much. Gosh. My list is long. Oh wow! You and I have a lot to unpack. Um, Aladdin, how many minutes do we have left? Ten. 
Oh, that was six. Right, so six minutes. No, no, ten. So it's minutes. just his, his hand was occupied of a phone because yeah. you know. Cool. Right. <laughs> how, how, how long have we been talking for? for over an hour. Over, is it? Is it? I feel like I just sat down. Ah, gee, time flies. Oh, when you I didn't even open the snacks, bro. It's cool. It's cool. You can have it afterwards on a ride home yeah, to keep you to keep you awake. I'm draining your energy right now. No, you're not. You know what it is? <laughs> I, I do need to. I, I was. I do need to. After this, I'm gonna have to sit down somewhere and just sort of, really, um, you know unpack all of this because cool. it, it kind of brought a lot of stuff to that still that's cool no, that's cool i appreciate and i appreciate you coming and, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and i know mm. like i've not seen you not easy <laughs> no nah, but I, i'm to be fair and i could be wrong i've not seen i've not seen you on a one-to-one or someone and i to me i was very curious of sitting with you yeah. like i wanted to yeah. yeah but just because like i've seen the material that you put out mm. and it'll be nice to just have a conversation with you this is the first podcast i've ever done it's gonna, it's gonna be the first of many. I hope so. Just, just remember me. Yeah, yeah, oh, blue tick. So this is like, I think her name's Heather. Oh, my mum's name, <laughs> isn't it? Shout out to Heather. You're funny. Um, just a quick thing I want to touch on before we kind of call mm. it a day. There's so much I wanted to speak about, especially mm. around mental health. Um, mm. like the whole narrative of hurt people, hurt people. Um, but when it comes to like the idea of talking. I think society has made it very easy and okay for women to speak. We actually have created um, a social norm that women gossip, women just talk openly, emotionally and, and unapologetically about how they're feeling, who's hurt them and why they're hurt. And it's just like, men have had the total opposite, which mm. is like, you just have to be okay. You have mm. to ride it out. Whatever problems you got, you just got to man up and just take it. It's mm. L's but it's fine, it'll turn into a W eventually. Mm. But it's just like, what can we do as a society to change that? Because like, we can all say, yeah, 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 man, male mental health is good. Like, let's encourage it, let's encourage it. But let's see, when you post it on like Shade Bar or any spiritual Instagram page, you'll have someone in the comment going, why is it being moistful? Mm. And it's just like, will this ever change? Would it ever be a safe space for men to talk? We are in a very interesting situation in life at the minute and i'll try to wrap this up um very quick as, as, as quick as i can know about the time but so we're in a space where we're becoming more aware of our mental health and what we need in life and it's good that we're having these conversations about men but also it's like what i said before but going against natural human instincts back in the day the reason why men didn't open up about things because men were the ones that were going out doing the flipping crazy stuff to protect the people so they couldn't be open about and vulnerable about their feelings and emotions because that didn't serve them well on a battlefield and that's who we are that's that's where we came from as human beings and in a way we are still like that so when we're talking about men's mental health and men opening up the reason why it's so difficult is because we're literally going against the grain of our biology mm. we're going against the grain of how we're how we've naturally got here and I think it just takes time. I don't think there's anything people can do other than to keep having the conversations and to keep opening a space for people to talk. But I think we have to give things time because in the grand scheme of things of human existence, we are here when mm. it comes to having conversations about mental health. Like we just had, if it was a clock, we've just started having this conversation three seconds ago. Mm. So we have to be, and, and, and sometimes we tend to rush these things. A lot of things in society are getting rushed through right now. Like, da 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 da, da and, and sometimes we turn around and say, hold on one second, this is going too quick. It almost feels a little bit controversial. But 50 years, 20 years in the lifespan of human beings isn't a long time. No, but a lot happens. Yeah, but a lot, has ha a lot has happened and a lot has changed. Mm -hmm. And the world is going to change. And the world is going to change in another 20, 30 years. I think we just need to give each other time and understand that we are going through a different age. And with that age needs 
we need to adopt a new way of thinking and it's not going to happen overnight but we just need the space to be able to say that um but again it's i don't think there's anything people can do other than i think our generations will change how society is right so we are the generation now that's opening this space the generation after that will continue that conversation and the generation after that and after that and hopefully there'll be a space where people can just open up and be and just talk about it but we yeah. have to give it time and i think it's like the internet i don't know how old you are hello cool but i'm like I, I, cool, i'm 32 i'm gonna be 33 in a, in a couple of weeks but i i was raised in that sweet spot where i remember life before the internet right. and the life after the internet seen the i've seen the transition of social media and everything mm -hmm. that took that in the grand scheme of things that, that was pretty quick but again it's i think we are in that space with mental health where we've seen what it's like when there is no conversation about it and now we're seeing what it's like when there is conversation about it generations after that are going to be tiktoks of mental health <laughs> it, so to speak do you get what i'm saying Literally. so i don't think there's anything we can do other than just let time just do its thing Aye. so you're a parent i'm a parent you're a big advocate of mental health, mm -hmm. male mental health specifically, but mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. um, two questions to end with. Hopefully mm -hmm. I won't have any more sub-questions because i got so much to ask you. All right. How do you look after your mental well-being? And like when you're going through hard times mm. while also trying to be a parent, an effective father. And this could be something that people can learn from you. And even if you're still figuring it out, that's also okay. Mm. My second question, which hopefully can tie in, what do what is it? that you're trying to do like for your, while you're navigating through fatherhood and also navigating through your own personal journey as mm -hmm. your own person mm -hmm. away from fatherhood what are you doing to ensure that your child's mental well-being is looked after like how does that look like in your world cool so i'll probably start with the second question first because okay. it's the easiest one i have a lot of real honest conversations with my daughter and when I'm, let's say for example, I mean, I really have to tell her off, but let's just say I have to tell her off about something or whatever, or she's going through something that's emotional. It's, we sit down, we have a conversation about it and it's it's in depth that like I'm asking her, do you understand why you're feeling this? Like I, we have, we I have to have conversations with her about her feelings and that's something yeah. that I've, I'm getting her more aware of. Like, okay, cool. You're going through this, you're sad. Do you know why you're sad? Why are you sad, baby? Like, and that. that there's always a why. Oh, because of this. Do you know why you're sad? And sometimes, sometimes she's, no, I don't know why I'm sad. Okay, it's okay to be sad and not know why. Mm. Just, what's happened today? Let's think. What's the, so it's almost like backtracking. And those are the things I sort of, those are the things I'm instilling in my daughter now. So she understands she's going through an emotion, but why am I going through this emotion? Yeah. Um, Being able to express. Yeah, and, and, and for me, I'm still I'm still working it out. I, I I do the bad thing where I isolate myself and I sort of think my way through things. Also, sometimes again going back to what I said, being a dad puts you in this this old mentality of I wouldn't even say I don't. It's it's a masculine mentality. I wouldn't even say I've, I don't even say toxic mm -hmm. masculinity. It's just masculinity. It's, it's just setting. say it's a default setting of saying you know what responsibility da 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 da. This is what survival I've got to do. Mode. It is survival mode. And not a lot of people, and the reason why I think it's a bit disingenuous because not a lot of people have that, and I understand not a lot of people have that. I'm just of that ilk. Not a lot of people are. Mm. Um, but again, I'm I'm still navigating through it, and a lot of the time it's just resetting myself and getting back into my own shell, my own bi, and saying, you know what, 
this is what I'm going through. Why am I going through this? I always ask why. Why is the most important question, I think. In, it is. In, and, I, and I respect society. the conversation that you're having with your daughter because those are kind of the reason why I'm smiling because those are conversations that I have with my mm, son. Mm. Like we're talking about everything. We're not, we're not, I'm not saying no to anything. I'm mm -mm. explaining why no. And we're going to, yeah. like, I, I want to undo what my parents did, maybe even, like, subconsciously. You know, it's funny. It's, it's like, they have, literally yesterday, I was turning off for something. Yeah? Mm. And this is why, I, this is why it's, it's so um, prevalent in my mind. Mm. I was turning off for something. I left it for a little while. She was in crying. She was crying. She was in tears, obviously. I was like, yeah, boom, go cry. Brought it back to me. And I had to break down to her where my headspace was at. This is why I've told you off. This is what's happened. This is why I feel this way. Do you understand? Yes or no? Yes, you understand. Cool. Da 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 da. Do you understand? No, I don't. Let me explain it to you again. And it's just, it, it, it it's giving that time and space that I don't think our parents were able to give us because, again, they were living in a different time. They came from a different generation. It was a different culture. Their grandparents were going through something completely different and they didn't have time to explain. Mm. Blah, just do what I'm telling you to do. I don't have time to explain this shit. I've got time to explain it. Not just that, they weren't told that they, they should be explaining it. There we go. We're changing the narrative, and there that's the beauty of our generation. We're in a TikTok of mental health right now. Yeah, <laughs> we that is um, that's <laughs> probably gonna be a title of this actual podcast. So thank you so much yeah, I for love that. that. I, I love appreciate that. you. I appreciate it was gonna be a quote, but TikTok, yeah, that's the one right now. <laughs> um, We're all gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about? What does that mean?" You better watch out and find out. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, but we've run out of time. Is that's there anything? Any final thoughts, sir? Just, I'm just grateful that we've been able to have this conversation and I'm grateful that you've put certain things so like there's certain things that I know we were going to speak about that we haven't spoke about that I hope so we speak much. about again yeah. um, but I'm I'm grateful for this I'm grateful for you you giving me a space to sort of speak this is like therapy for me you know and, and I feel like it came at a good time I'm going to Peru next week I'm going to be doing ayahuasca this, this, this yeah is google really that guys I, I ain't explaining it but it, apparently it goes from this this to this like I said if I come back and I don't wear crepes no more you know I've been to a different place mind your business mind, mind your business. business man <laughs> thank you I appreciate um, you Louis I appreciate you thank you for coming um, quickly why the hippie do you want a long social story Short story, I ain't got time. All right. Um, <laughs> um, I was, I, yeah, I just I just went through a peace love phase after doing my gang shit. All right, nice transition in life. Yeah. Peace and love. All yeah. right, guys, quickly, your handles, please. Where they can find you. Where Louis the Hippie, L-O-U-I-S, the Hippie. I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok. I'm kind of doing the Twitter thing. I'm not really though. I think we done the Twitter thing and then we died and all of a sudden it's back alive again. I don't know how, but Elon Musk. I don't know yeah, but um, yeah, he's <laughs> literally the hippie. That's what I say. That's cool. Any projects you're working on? Yeah, working on an EP at the minute, which is I'm hoping to be out for the new year. I'm putting out hella more content. Um, a lot of video projects going on. So yeah, it's, it's just busy. It's very busy at the minute. A lot, a lot of stuff's gonna be happening in the year. Sounds amazing. Busy. Yeah. Bu this kind of busy is good busy. Yeah, it's very. So good embrace busy. it yeah, and you. go through the journey, man. I would do. Guys, you have been watching, listening, everything to growing up Brits ish. Mama Hebs. Wow. Um, you can catch me on I am Hebs on Instagram, growing up Brits ish H, also on the gram, and Mama Hebs on YouTube. Subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. You know the jazz. Peace and love and chicken grease. Grownish, smartish, British. We are British, apparently.